Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on with their companies with us today. Happy to have them back because if you're a fan of Web3, the metaverse, and the long-term future of where Web3 and the metaverse is going to take you, you're going to love this interview with Andrew Kegel, the CEO at Tokens.com, trades in Canada on the stock symbol COIN, C-O-I-N, and for our friends in the US, S-M-U-R-F, yes, Smurf. Now, investors all over the world have seen the rise of Web3. Not everyone knows what that includes, but it includes metaverse, different blockchains, NFTs, tokens, and cryptocurrency. So the, the rise of Web3, despite what's happened in the markets over the last few months, we're going to talk about that, is undeniable. And that's evidenced by the announcements we've seen from some of the world's biggest companies and brands that are building towards that. But as difficult as it is to understand uh, the economics uh, of just any one of these elements, it's even hard to actually invest in them because trading often takes place on Web3 platforms. So it's a chicken and egg thing where people want to make their first investment, but they have to learn about Web3. Enter tokens.com. They're a Web3 company that owns an inventory, and I mean inventory, an eight-figure metaverse real estate portfolio, NFT, and other digital assets. Its primary focus, as you can imagine, is the metaverse, is the metaverse uh, where it's a majority owner of the metaverse group, one of the world's first uh, first virtual real estate companies making one of the largest publicly traded virtual real estate holders in the world. Uh, and more than just lip service, they're hitting it out of the park. They hosted Miami Fashion Week uh, in the metaverse recently. Visitor traffic, over 100,000 unique visitors. How about this? A billion media impressions and more and more great data come out of it. So they're hitting it out of the park there. Andrew, welcome back, my friend. Thanks, George. Hey, let's talk about uh, we're definitely going to talk about the 800-pound 800, 800 uh, elephant in the room, which is the markets in a bit. But first, I want to talk about, because I think it's important to separate tokens.com from George Com Metaverse, guys who pretend to be doing something but really aren't. How successful were you guys at Miami Fashion Week as just one example of what you're able to put, what you guys are able to do in the metaverse? Well, between Miami Fashion Week and the Metaverse Fashion Week, which both uh, happened in the last couple of months, we were hugely successful. So to give you some interesting statistics, you said it, you know, over 100,000 visitors Man. to these events. Um, I'll give you some other statistics that'll blow you away. For our clients, for whom we design virtual storefronts and virtual parties with DJs and various things, the average time that a visitor spent in this virtual stores for our clients was 27 minutes. So 27 minutes, if you think about that, relative to how much time somebody might spend on a website or even in a physical store, it's a big amount of time for a brand to engage with a potential consumer, to explain who they are, yeah. tell them all about the different things that you're doing. So that was pretty wild. I know, look, I know Agoracom, We've got about eight and a half minutes, and that's top of the charts of the financial world. 27 minutes is a different stratosphere, and, I, and I, that's why I want to kind of bring that to perspective for people. What was the experience like, Andrew? Like, uh, I Hopefully, we'll get some video at some point. I'm not sure if you'll have video or anything like that, but people like us will be able to see. But what was going on during that engagement interaction with the brands inside of your properties? So we can definitely provide you with some videos. We have lots of videos from uh, both the shows. So... 
you have to think about it like a virtual 3D video game world and what visitors would experience ranges. So you could walk into a virtual store and see various NFT things that are for sale. And there's three types of sales that can happen. One can be just a digital wearable for your avatar. Number two could be a physical good or product. And number three could be some kind of a hybrid um, where you can create something that doesn't exist in the real world, not really a copy, but is something unique just to the, the metaverse world. We layer on top of that things like music, things you might find in the physical world, music, DJs, catwalks, after parties, musicians, put all these things together. There's a schedule. And what it's really meant to do is break down geographical barriers as well. So whereas if you and I went to Miami Fashion Week, we might not be able to get through the doors. Once we go and we experience this in the metaverse, you can be stationed in Anchorage, Alaska or in New Zealand or wherever it is, and everybody gets equal access. You get to attend the same party, see the same music, have access to the same merchandise. And that's a real game changer for merchandisers, retailers and brands as a way to connect people all over the world who may have a mutual interest, but you can centralize them all without having to worry about where they're located. And, and that is the answer to, I have this debate with people all the time because we're early in the metaverse. I talk to people about it. And most people, just like remember Andrew back in 2000, 2002, uh, no one's going to shop online. They're always going to go to the mall. Who's going to, and lo and behold, we got e-commerce. Now we got metaverse coming is this is the next evolution, right? This is not just a gimmick because the way I look at it is, Right now, if I want to buy something from Miami Fashion Week, maybe there's a page somewhere I kind of scroll through, I see products, the typical experience that we have. But the metaverse completely changed that, and that's why it's going to be a real thing, right? That's, how, do, how do you respond when people say, ah, I just don't see it? Well, I think a lot of people are missing the fact that it's already here. Uh, for anyone who has kids, for anyone who has kids, they'll be very familiar with the words, you know, Dad, can I get some more Robux? from Roblox or Minecraft or Fortnite. There are already millions and millions of kids integrated into these metaverse platforms. As they grow and evolve, this is the way they've learned to do social media, shopping. This is the way they learn and are advertised to. So it's already here. For people who think it's a fad, you see Facebook did the largest rebranding in the history of the world to meta. Why? They can see that that old model of social media is not going to continue working into the future. This is why you see every right. single major corporation in the world has a metaverse strategy. This is why every single fashion brand in the world has created a metaverse presence. This is not a fad. I just think there's a little bit of a divide between the generational gaps that don't realize that this is already happening. Um, you know, like I said, speak to any kid under the age of 15, they're in the metaverse. Now, this ties into your mission statement, right? Because you and I, I think have done a pretty good job here of speaking as plainly as possible without using real technical uh, you know, web three speak and metaverse speak that would lose people. But I think you and I also have to be cognizant of the fact that there's still very many, a, a vast majority of investors that are trying to still wrap their heads around this. How does it tie into you know, the overview, your mission statement at tokens.com, your, your raison d'etre for all the investors out there who do kind of struggle with putting this all together. Right. So I go back to why we created tokens.com and, and it really goes back to my history. I was an investment banker for, for two decades 
And one of the things that always frustrated me when I was, you know, an investment banker looking for things to invest in, in the public market is when these really cool new things were going on, yet there was no way for a public market investor to get in early in these growth areas. And that might've right. been certain parts of the internet or telecommunications, various things. What I realized is that there's a massive audience amongst public market investors, institutions, and family offices who say, I'd like to get some exposure here. They don't want to go through the work how, they don't want to create cold wallets and e-wallets, figure out how the blockchain works. They were like just to say, is there not a public company that I can buy and invest in that will provide me this exposure that will do that work for me? And that's what tokens.com is. I was looking at all these amazing things that were happening in the Web3 space. I was talking to some of my contacts and people were like, wish I could have a product that gave me exposure to this. Yep. The light bulb went off and I said, we'll create tokens.com. We will invest and build Web3 businesses and platforms. We'll back them up by with assets. And that will give that public market investor the opportunity to get that exposure to this area that's growing so quickly. Now, yes, we'll talk about the current pullback, but let's take a step back. Web3... Crypto assets, these have been some of the fastest growing pieces of technology since the, the advent of the internet. This well, stuff is happening. The fastest. I would argue, argue the Maybe fastest. even faster. Maybe even faster. It's changing the way so many things are done in a subtle way that people don't realize they're already using this technology. Yet there's not a ton of good ways for people to get this exposure. Metaverse real estate's a great example. Sure, you know, George, you could go, you could take a week or two weeks and figure out how metaverse real estate works, where to buy it, where to invest, how to build buildings on it and hold parties. That's not your job. You would like to get exposure to this area Absolutely. without necessarily having to do it yourself and figure out how to secure it and deal in cryptocurrency. And that's where we come in. That's the areas that we're looking at from a macro perspective and saying, what are the areas that are growing exponentially right now? How do we get exposure to those? How do we invest in those and become part of this ecosystem from the ground up? In a lot of ways, and by the way, I want to be, I want to qualify this. I'm not making the direct connection yet, but in a lot, in a lot of the ways you're the Amazon of the Web3 world because what Amazon did for investors in the early days was, look, I want to participate in e-commerce and online marketing and database and servers and all the things that make the web work. But Am I going to go out and invest in my own, you know, startup e-commerce e stores or do all these things? If I just buy Amazon and I just sit there, wait for it, maybe, because there was no guarantee back then, Amazon turned out to be a fantastic investment, but it, it acted as a proxy for all things that were e-commerce. So in a lot of ways, without, again, we're not saying that you're Amazon because we want to make sure we don't get any regulars uh, upset us right. in terms of valuation. But in a lot of ways, I see tokens.com as, Amazon in terms of a vehicle for people who want to be exposed to tokens, metaverse, virtual land, all of that. And there's just no way they're ever going to go learn it themselves. That's exactly right. We provide that exposure. Um, our businesses are all backed by assets. So we do have an eight figure por portfolio in the metaverse. We also have an eight figure staking portfolio, which is made up of the operating system layer one tokens that really all the transactions are processed on. And so we're building these layers of really investing in the infrastructure, generating revenue from the infrastructure and getting that exposure for the long-term growth without having to pick individual areas that are going to win or lose. We're taking macro bets. And your vision, I'm, uh, uh, 
listen, I know it because we speak about it, but I wanted to make sure everyone hears this. Look, City a couple months ago said the metaverse could be worth anywhere between eight and thirteen trillion dollars by 2030. Let's call it 10 trillion, even less than halfway, right? So that dovetails into our conversation. The last three, four months has been pretty brutal for Web3 assets. You know, Bitcoin being the one that everybody really notices, not yep. necessarily something that you're directly connected to. Um, what do you say to investors? Let's play devil's advocate here, Andrew. I, I got I to gotta play hardball with you on this side. What do you say to investors say, oh, it's all over, Web3 was a fad, uh, and all this stuff was just a Ponzi, a scam. I, you see all this stuff on social media right now. What's your response to all that? So first, I, I want to say it wasn't just Citibank that came out with the, that you know multi-trillion-dollar prediction. So did J.P. Morgan. So did Goldman Sachs. Okay. And McKinsey, the, the the you know the very well-renowned consulting firm, just came out with one that I think was five trillion in the next few years. So this isn't something that you know us tokens.com are banging the drum by ourselves. This is universally recognized by the top institutions in the world as being game-changing technology that's gonna you know, penetrate every single part of consumer technology, okay? Now, what do I answer to people that are saying, well, what's going on now? You brought up a good point on Amazon. Well, people who follow Amazon will remember during the dot-com bust, went down and traded at a dollar. Or two, oh, is it a dollar? Oh yeah, I thought two it was two. Maybe two, what? two dollars. Brutal. But it was crushed. Crushed. Not crushed. for reasons necessarily related to the business, but related to what the you know what was happening from a macro perspective. Right. We talked about this before. A couple of years ago, the price of oil was in negative territory. So basically, they would pay you to take oil. Today, it's trading at over hundred dollars a barrel. When you take a step back and you look at the macro things, it wasn't that Amazon was going bankrupt, and it's not that all of a sudden the world was not going to be using oil anymore. We go through these various macro events that are going on, which today are fears on inflation, rising interest rates. And of course, we have a, a war going on in Russia and the Ukraine, which are going to impact a whole bunch of various things, including supply chain cycles. What we're seeing here is a trend where people have become sort of, I guess, scared of investing into some more speculative high growth assets. And they're concerned about where to put their capital. And that's impacting a lot of companies, including small caps like us. So there's no question that's going on right now. And if you look at things like Bitcoin, People saying, oh, it, it's, a, it's a scam, it's a fad, it's going to zero. Let's just take a look at the, the history of Bitcoin, okay? It's been one of the top performing assets for 10 of the last 13 years in a row. And if you zoom out and you look at the chart on a yearly basis, it looks like a, a, an asset that continues to grow in value. If you look at anything on a day-to-day -day basis or a month-to-month -month basis, it's going to look far more volatile than it actually is. And I think it's the same thing with stories and companies like us. We're going to suffer through the ups and downs. I think, you know, we have the potential to go up quickly and come down quickly based on market sentiment as to where blockchain and crypto technology is. But if you remove that layer and you look at our assets, you look at our businesses and what we're doing, they're all linked to high growth areas from a macro perspective that don't seem to have a lot of headwinds at them at all. And that is the differentiator between tokens.com and George Bucks. Now, now there's no such thing as George Bucks. I'm using that facetiously, but... You know, George comes out with George Bucks a year ago and says it's going to be the greatest for these reasons. People rush into it, bit of a, you know, that that gold rush. And now people are getting crushed because there really was nothing behind George Bucks other than just a hope and a dream. And, you know, the next right. guy selling higher to the next guy. But tokens.com, these are real digital assets. Correct. I mean, we don't have our own token. We never plan to have our own token. 
What we do, for example, we have three verticals right now. First is staking, which is payment processing for blockchain. And what we invest in is in the operating systems, things like Ethereum. And what I mean by operating system is if you think about uh, Apple iOS platform, you go to the app store, there's all kinds of apps they are all built on the iOS system. They profit as people are building and using those apps. We're investing at that level at the programming, the infrastructure level. We're not betting on which individual apps or, or tokens might win right. in one year, two years, or 10 years. We're betting on the infrastructure and we get paid for validating those transactions. If you look at the metaverse, we're buying digital real estate in areas that have finite amounts of land that are gonna to continue to go up in value as people use the metaverse. And then we're taking that land and we're monetizing it by renting it out to tenants. Again, backed by assets, strong investment thesis here that this is going to continue to go up in value because there's only so much of it available and we continue to buy it and rent it out. That makes a lot of sense to me. And the third vertical that we can talk about is Hulk Labs, which is our crypto gaming. Do you know, there's over 400 million people playing video games daily in the world. 400 million. These gamers are all migrating to what are called play to earn games. These which are games, as, which as the acronym PD, play to, you play, to, you, play you earn. P2E, yeah. P to, whereas up until now, I might be playing, I won't name a video game, any video game I'm playing, I've, I've, I've paid and I'm not getting anything. Now we're switching to the economic model and you guys are ahead of the curve with that, with, with Hulk, right? Well, we're doing some really unique things there. Again, we're not creating our own games, but what we've done, this is, you'll find this interesting. Um, there's a, a, a gentleman by the name of James Hewitt who runs the top algorithms in the world for which video game is the most profitable at any given second, which crypto video game, okay? So there's millions of people following this because they wanna see where they should be playing to maximize their reward. We just hired him on full time and all of those algorithms now belong to us. Wow. So we'll be able to know which games are the most profitable. We're gonna be giving away that information for free as well and providing an ability for people to come in and try and rent players through us to play the games for them. And so this is a massive area where there's, again, ah. 400 million players that are moving over to, to this type of gaming. And think about it also from a, a sports, imagine you could be your own GM of like a, in a league where you can build players, you can play the game, there's rewards, there's money, maybe you can even get endorsements if you're playing really well. And you have an ability to monetize where you can trade players and you can trade them for cap cash or other players you can be your own gm and that's really a big part of web3 which is the self-contained economic units that can be created that can be connected to the fiat world and and if i might add in my own two cents what i love about this is you said 400 million around the world the great thing about web3 is it's going to democratize capitalism it's going to democratize the ability for everybody to participate because it's got these vehicles, right? That were never possible up until now. So as a result, right. Andrew, here's the question then, putting all that together now, I got investors who are watching right now, listening and saying, Andrew, are you worried about today? Or does this even, or do, does this even move the needle for you in terms of concern of the next 10 years? Or is this just, hey, part of what you knew you're gonna go through, but your 10 year vision is unchanged. Where's your confidence level? My confidence level, in the areas that we're investing in, in the build businesses we're building is extremely high. Nothing has changed. Come up tomorrow, whether the market goes up 100 points or down 100 points, people are still playing video games. 
Your kid's still going into Roblox and Minecraft and entering the metaverse and advertisers still need to find ways to access this new demographic. So I'm not concerned about the businesses. From a stock market perspective, you know, we're gonna see ups and downs. Does it concern me? Sure, a little bit. I want our investors to make money. I want our stock to do well. I'm a very large shareholder of the business and I'm not a seller. So I would like to see things uh, get to a more positive place in the stock market, of course. But as far as your 10 year vision, if we, you know, last time we spoke, you had a 10 year vision. Today we're speaking where things have changed on, on crypto and token pricing. How does your, your 10 year, has, your, has the right. needle on your 10 year vision moved at all? More confidence, more optimistic about where we're heading, more ideas as to how to make positive returns for investors. And by the way, I want to mention one more thing. That's not just you talk in your book. For your fashion weeks, Metaverse Fashion Week, Miami Fashion Week and the Metaverse, you had uh, how many different brands that participated with you? There were over 60 brands that participated. These are names like Dolce Gabbana, Tommy Hilfiger, Forever 21. And I don't want to understate it. The, the, the Metaverse Fashion Show had actually over 7 billion media impressions around the world. Um, we were interviewed for Vogue magazine, GQ, CNBC, CNN, New York Times. I mean, this was a big event. Um, we made, you know, we participated there with all the rest of the partners in making history for having the first ever metaverse fashion show with all of these brands making sales, showing off again, physical clothing that had clones, unique clothes just for avatars, various things where you could click. It's just a new way for a brand to engage with the consumer. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I just want to add in one more two cents there that people can understand real, real, real fashion, real, real tangible, but people would say, ah, you know, stuff from Avatar. Guys, remember the young generations, they're living online now. Their online persona is, is, is important. And now how they look online, their avatars, what they're wearing, how rare those things are, those are just important to the real world. So I want to make sure at the very least, I don't convince people of that, but at least guys keep an open mind that that's where the world is going. Don't just shake it off and say, ah, I'm dressing up a doll. This is silly. Right. Well, I'll tell you where it gets interesting because a lot of people might think that, but a couple of things they might not know. When you buy, for example, a Gucci bag for your avatar, okay, because it resides on the blockchain, you will always have authenticity and verification that it came from Gucci. There's no frauds. Number two, you can buy that. You can wear it on your avatar. You can use it. You can store it. Or, and here's the big kicker for Web3, you can resell it. And so in terms of a collectible, the same yeah. reason why people might have, you know, baseball cards or hockey cards and they want the rookie cards, you can create a level of scarcity with a collectible that has various uses. And it's that ability to resell it that provides a lot of utility here. And it's that technology, which I think is going to continue to evolve where you can have authenticity of an asset verifiable on the blockchain that you can wear, you can trade, you can store, you can attach it to physical goods or virtual goods. That's really going to make this technology, you know, over the course of the next five to 10 years, hugely important. And correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, and we could talk, we could go on about this for another hour, but I want to leave one more interesting point. When those transactions take place. So when I buy my Gucci bag and it's secure in the blockchain and I got a digital version of it, and then I sell it for the first time ever, the brands are getting a bit of a royalty, right? Correct. So I mean, they can structure it any way they want, but yes. Right. So for example, a, a celebrity or an artist, and we're dealing with a lot of celebrities and artists as well, who are trying to create various things in the metaverse, you can get a, a royalty every time it trades. 
a small percentage that goes back to the artist. And so if you think about the applicability of that, you know, things like LeBron James was selling, you know, some slam dunks or, or you know, various videos and pieces of music, every time it plays, every time that trades, the artist, the originator can get a small cut of that as it moves around the, the blockchain. And that's, that's why the brands love it because for the first time ever, I might've bought my wife a Gucci purse three years ago and she's had enough and she wants to sell it. Well, it's private transaction. She sells it for whatever she gets her right. money. Now the brands, because they authenticate it's on the blockchain, everyone knows they're going to get a piece of the pie forever. If it gets sold 10 times the next 20 years, they keep making residual off that. And they that do. is, that's what's so great about web. But, but, but what they're really interested in is building a new consumer base. Remember, the, the rules of advertising have pivoted. The Sears catalog isn't delivered to the front door anymore. The younger generation doesn't watch TV the way we do. They don't watch cable TV. They learn about brands through places like the metaverse and social media. Like my daughter needs to learn what's the difference between the Gap and Gucci. How are they going to figure that out? I mean, we take that kind of information for granted, but they learn about that through the metaverse. And so these brands have to spend money through companies like us to access this demographic, to tell them what they represent, who they are, and why they should care about that brand. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Look, it's 24 minutes and it's flown by and we could go for another 24 minutes, but we don't wanna, we don't wanna get too long on the tooth. But the best part that's coming out of all this is you guys are hitting out of park in terms of delivering operations, real results, Not it's not George Bucks. And, uh, and your confidence hasn't wavered at all in terms of where this is gonna be 10 years from now. Last word to you in case there's one last thing you want to make sure your shareholders uh, have from you. Yeah, I think it's just what I've said. We look at from a macro perspective where the trends are going in Web3 and we look to invest in businesses and assets that will capture that exposure on behalf of our investors. And so if that's an area that an investor is considering, they should definitely uh, take a look at us. Yeah, We've guys, a great website, by the way, that. tokens.com. Lots of good information there. And I'm going to add into that. Uh, I've got teenage sons, them and their friends since last year have been buying NFTs and crypto and all that. And it's really fascinating. But the fact of the matter is, even I find it, I mean, I've kept up with it, but even I find it very, very difficult to keep up with because there's so many different ways you can go. Totally. So if you fall into that category, then you've got to really, really consider tokens.com. We can't tell you what to do, but the fact of the matter is you get that exposure all with tokens.com. So go do your due diligence. Uh, two ways to do that, either get to the company's profile page on Agoracom uh, and, or get to the company's website. You can see it right there, tokens.com. It doesn't get much easier than that. Uh, but if you believe in the future of Web3, and if you're an older investor, I think this applies to a lot of us, you live through .com, you live through 2008. We know that these periods come and go. No guarantee that we're going to get a rebound because we can't give financial advice. But if you believe in the long-term trends of really great things, and Web3, then hopefully today to through tokens.com, you've discovered your next amazing Web3 company. Thanks for joining us. Have an amazing day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.